Praise God. Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verse, uh, verse 17. Amen. Amen. Says, uh, Wherefore be, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine, but wherein is excess but be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Do not be drunk with wine, for in its excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We pray in the name of Jesus, you will come and breathe life into us by your word. I pray for a release of your grace into our hearts through your word. I ask, Lord, that your Spirit come and uh, bring a refreshing of our souls. I pray let it, the sword of your spirit pierce through tonight. I, in the name of Jesus, I ask for filling of our vessels by your spirit. Father, thank you. Use my heart, use my tongue, use me, Father, to minister to your people. I pray I ask for the spirit of the right spirit. Uh, you be quickened within us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, our Father. Amen. Give all glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Um, Ephesians 5, verse 18 says, Do not be drunk with wine, but be wherein is excess, but be filled. Praise God. Amen. But be filled with the Spirit. Um, Amen. Amen. Uh, verse 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord, praise God. Um, amen. Um, let's see Book of Acts.
Acts chapter 2. I'll read from, uh, read from verse 1. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Amen. Amen. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. And go down to verse, um, let's see. Amen. Amen. Um, from verse 14. Praise God. He says that, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunk as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. <coughs> And it shall come to pass in the last days that God said, God, that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Amen. Amen. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire, and vapor and smoke. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, so he said, I will pour out of my spirit. Praise God. So that of my spirit is not all of his spirit. It's a measure of the spirit which he said he will pour out. Amen. Amen. And now in Acts chapter 1, you will see uh, this Pentecost day was, uh, part of it was obedience. It started with obedience to what the Lord has said to them um, in Acts chapter 1, uh, just before he ascended. Um, verse 5, he says, uh, for, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Praise God. See, and when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, without at this time restore again the kingdom of to Israel. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after, amen. amen. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and in and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, they... While they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him 
out of thy sight, their sight. Praise God. Uh, So that verse 8 says that you receive power after that the Holy Ghost. So what this means is that no person can come into power except the Holy Ghost is come upon them. Praise God. No person can do what? No person can come into power or nobody can receive power except what? Except the Holy Ghost is come upon. So, and the Holy Ghost come upon, coming upon um, is... Um, we'll begin to see that it has to do with an outpouring. Praise God. Um, that's what this chapter 2 is saying. Here, that's what Peter was saying in chapter 2. He was quoting from Joel chapter 2 verse 28. Praise God also. He said, It shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour out of my spirit upon. Amen. Amen. So you see, pouring out of my spirit upon. Praise God. So it will take first the pouring out of the Spirit upon before the soul moves into power. Praise God. The soul cannot move into power. The soul cannot handle power. The soul cannot carry power. The soul cannot use power. The soul cannot understand power. The soul cannot continue in power except the soul had the spirit upon. Thou and coming upon doesn't just mean resting upon you like in the old in Old Testament. It's talking about pouring. Amen. Amen. That was the uh, the prophecy. Let's see the actual prophecy of Joel. The the Joel's prophecy is more encompassing than um, <clears throat> what Peter quoted because as at that time they had just begin to receive just a measure of it. Praise God. Um, so if you are there, Joel chapter 2, you can read. Praise God. And shall come to pass afterward, okay. that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, mm-hmm. and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, mm-hmm. Your young men shall see visions. Yes. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days yeah. will I pour out my spirit. Yeah. And I will shew wonders in the heavens and mm-hmm. in earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. Amen. Yeah. Praise God. Um so so that prophecy um is a prophecy that was given in the olden days. Right? I am I I mean days of the old testament. Um, but Peter was able to pick it up and say and identify the moment. At this moment, um, it's a moment when this uh, thing is being prophesied. Praise God. Uh, now, this thing is important. Being um, Receiving the outpouring of the Spirit. Praise God. If any soul that doesn't, is not does not partake fully or is not moving in the fullness of the Spirit or in continuously being filled with the Spirit will have will not be able to handle the power of God. We know, of course, the power of God is a man. The power of God is Christ, praise God. 
Amen. Uh, so the spirit, it will take a vessel that has been filled. Let's go back to Ephesians chapter Ephesians chapter 5. Praise God. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 18. It says, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but what? But be filled with the Spirit. Now, this Ephesian church that they are writing to by god's grace they have journeyed a bit praise god they were not at the, at the same place where the book of acts acts chapter 2 was praise god because in chapter 1 you realize that paul was praying for them concerning their eyes being open, the eyes of the understanding being enlightened, right? That the God of our of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will grant unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the what? In the knowledge of Him, and then the eyes of their understanding being enlightened, that they should know what is the hope of His calling, the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believe according to the working of his word, his mighty power, praise God, that is verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness? So, one of the things they ought to know is to come into the knowledge of the exceeding greatness of his power, praise God, um, which he towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ. So this place is actually speaking about two kinds of powers <coughs> which they need to come into or two realms of power. Praise God. Amen. There are two realms of power that they need to come into or be established in. The first realm of power they need to be established in is the mighty power which he wrought in Christ. That's the first level of power which they'll come into. Then after that, they'll come into the exceeding greatness of his power. Praise God. But that, knowing the exceeding greatness of his power is according to the working of his mighty power. Praise God, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand. Amen. Uh, so, but before... So it means that Ephesian church were not walking in power. They did not begun to walk in power yet. Um, it takes a lot to begin to walk in power. Amen. Amen. The, the book of Ephesians is actually a progression. It's a progression. So when you see one church, a church, everyone is not at the same level. There are people at different levels. So most of the times in these books, you find that um, the Lord is speaking to different kinds of people inside the church at the same time. So sometimes he speaks at a level and then sometimes he addresses um, at another level. Amen. Yeah. Um, so this place in chapter 5 where he says you should not be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. 
praise God, um, that part of being filled with the Spirit is important. Um, and um, if anyone neglects being filled with the Spirit, you will fall below the standard of power that is needed to operate in life and in God. Amen. Amen. So what did I say? Everybody who is not being filled with the Spirit, what will happen? You will be walking below the standard of power. You will ne- nobody can ever walk. So even if somebody, let's say, comes into feeling, or let's say somebody comes into fullness, let's not just say they are filled, let's say they, they even got to, to a point where they are full of the Holy Ghost, and then they stop being filled with the Holy Ghost, they will lose their fullness of the Holy Ghost. And when they lose their fullness of the Holy Ghost, and they, they begin to diminish in the Spirit, in their fullness of the Holy Ghost, they begin to lose the realms of power which they have been granted access to in the Spirit. Praise God. It's very easy to lose things in the Spirit. Praise God. It's more easy to lose things than to gain things. Um, praise God um, he's lo- losing because there's something called sleeping it's harder to climb than to sleep to sleep S-L-I-P when you're sleeping you don't need to apply any force you just, you just need to stay in one, in one place and then the forces of, of gravity or whatever there's a, gravity means a force that is acting towards you to bring you backwards, to keep you down. That force just acts. You don't need to do anything. Just stay there and then just yield to to it. Praise God. So the moment you yield to gravity, it pulls down. Praise God. Um, So when someone someone can, can, it takes measure of spirit to gain access to things of power. And so, God, when God wants to bring people into things of power, He blesses them first with, with, with the Spirit. He blesses them with seasons of feeling, feeling of the Spirit. So they feel and they are filled, and He keeps feeling and feeling. And by virtue of feeling of the Spirit, they are able to access power. Praise God. When I say, what is power? You understand what power means? Power means, means opening of the realms of Christ to a soul. Praise God, all the opening of the realms of righteousness to a soul. Amen. Um, like Romans chapter, <clears throat> Romans chapter 1, it says that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation, right? For it is unto the, to the Jews, for it, and unto the Greek. It says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Praise God. So the power means power is a capsule. Power is where means righteousness, or power means righteousness. Power means Christ. So someone who is beginning to learn righteousness, or beginning to learn Christ, is beginning to learn the power of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, so 
to give an initial thrust into righteousness is not possible to just gain a thrust. Something must happen. That's what where the place where Paul was praying for Ephesians, that they will begin to gain entrance into righteousness. Praise God. Or the, the, and of course, the entrance into righteousness is opening of the eyes. That's first, because your eyes must, must be open for you to begin to see righteousness, or for righteousness be, to begin to be revealed to you. Praise God. Uh, and, so, and righteousness is revealed in levels. According to levels of feeling of the Holy Ghost, that determines how much of revelation of righteousness a person can have. Every activity of righteousness or revelation of righteousness or every activity of revelation is a Holy Ghost operation. Praise God. Every activity of what? Revelation is what? Every activity of revelation is a Holy Ghost operation. So you you take off Feeling you are filled with wisdom, you are filled with understanding, praise God, which results in the release of knowledge by the measure of the infilling of the spirit that a person has. So, if a person doesn't have contact with the spirit, they won't have access to the to the to the realms of of revelation. It takes the Holy Spirit. To give access to the what? To the realms of revelation. So, so when the soul begins to partake of feeling, the soul begins to access revelation at levels. Praise God. Now, now there are, there are levels of revelation for the soul. There is a revelation of the word, revelation of scripture. There's revelation of the spirit of the word. There's revelation of the life which the spirit is carrying. There's revelation of grace. There's revelation of truth. Praise God. There's revelation of righteousness. Amen. Amen. Praise God. There's, there are revelations. So every dispensation of God's word is pregnant with layers of hidden things that must be open to the soul. And it's the Spirit of God who opens up. It's like you're opening an onion. You take one and there's another one. Keep opening. That's how things open up inside the soul. Praise God. You can receive a grace now. You understand the, the logic of the... Sorry, you can receive a word. You can understand the logic of the word, but you don't understand the grace of the word. You might need something else, a movement of the Spirit to open the grace dimension of the Word. Praise God. Amen. And when you access grace in the Word, grace is a revelation. Or is a particular revelation, praise God, Amen. that comes, um, that every word is pregnant with. So it's not everybody who received the Word has had grace that the, that, that Word is carrying. Somebody can receive a Word and say, I received the Word. And that word came to me by revelation. Amen. Amen. Yes, that word came to you by revelation, but you've not received everything that is in that word. You might have received the logic of the word. In other words, a word can be revealed to your mind. Praise God. 
and but there are deeper things in that world that might not be opened up yet to his soul. Praise God. Uh, and that is why you find when it comes to things of God, um, it's possible, for example, you can see somebody who is just born again today and then you begin to teach the person the word of righteousness. And um, of course, if they just got born again, they've just been filled a little of the Spirit. But maybe you can just begin to teach them righteous word of righteousness, begin to open Christ by word. And it's possible, I've seen that happen, and you see some level of revelation begin to happen. They begin to see what you are saying by the Scripture. Praise God. But such a person can see what you are saying by the Scripture, but there is still a lot about that word that has not been revealed to them. What they just have is a revelation of the scriptures. Praise God. That's where every revelation begins. You start with the revelation of the scriptures. Now, because of there is a level of the feeling of the spirit that might be just enough to reveal the scriptures to you. But it might not be enough to reveal, to bring about the revelation of the life which is inside, which the scripture is carrying. Amen. And if the, rev- the life is not been re- able to, to be revealed, then they, of course there can't really be a release of grace. Praise God. Hallelujah. There can't be a release of grace. If there's no release of grace, then there's no release of power. So what you will find difficult is that new believer who is learning that Christ, you can even teach them something beyond Christ. They will still and they will still comprehend. It depends on how the the movement of the spirit at that time with them. So I can even begin to teach them things. I can move further and begin to teach them far, far, far into scripture, and they'll begin to they will comprehend and, and by the spirit and have understanding of the scriptures by the spirit. Praise God. But they might not have, but one thing that will be difficult, and I, I dare say impossible, is impossible for someone who just got born again to walk in Christ. They, they don't have the capacity to do that. But they, they can get a revelation of scriptures of Christ, but they cannot walk in Christ. Why? Because there are layers and layers of revelations which activity of the spirit gives to the soul over time to get to play a soul a point to a point where they can live out something and have their feet planted in it praise god uh, you get what i'm saying so what i'm just trying to tell you is that the initial measure of the spirit is not enough to carry somebody and make them start living in power you can't live in power by just little initial feeling. So, so if, somebody, if somebody is able to come into scriptures, praise God, and come into understanding or revelation of the scriptures by an initial measure of the spirit, and they don't continue to be filled with the spirit, they don't they, they they bring a truncation to their to their their journey in the Holy Ghost, they will stay at a level. Praise God, they will stay at a level that that level that measure of the spirit is able to carry in terms of their revelatory walk with God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So so what what you will find is that such persons 
some people might have a dimension of the spirit that is so so vast and dynamic in terms of the unveiling of scriptures but but and someone can have that even as an initial allocation of the outpouring of the spirit praise god yes yeah, someone can have that as an allocation an initial allocation of the outpouring of the spirit it, it, it can happen there are people who are, who are like that as soon as initial from initial outpourings they begin to see scriptures it's just that they don't have direction so they begin to see all kinds of things but if you bring someone with direction who has grace to them and show them well they will, you will see that there is a measure of the spirit operating in their life now are, are they at efficient church point maybe maybe not most likely not praise god um amen, amen. praise the lord or are they at a point where the realms of Christ's sanctification is opening to them? Most likely they are very far away. But they are seeing, they are, have a measure of the Spirit that can, they can journey with, praise God, to begin to see the Scriptures. Amen. Now there are some people who, when, after a while, they are filled with the Spirit, and then Scripture doesn't open. They are waiting, they are, the Scripture is still not opening. And they, stick, they are just there, and then they are partaking more of the Spirit. And it's as if Scripture is not opening, but some other things might be opening. Praise God. Some people receive grace for living first, before they receive grace for Scriptures. Praise God. This is just how it is. This is just how, it's just how it is. Amen. What did I say? Some first. By the time grace for scripture starts coming to them, you now see that they will go far and overtake people who may have been masters of scriptures but stayed there and never moved into more levels of feeling of the spirit. Because such people, there is a way the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost can choose to do more of a deeper work first than he does than he, before he opens the door into some other thing. That's how the Holy Spirit is. Amen. Amen. So one thing that you can't take a lot of things about the how God, how God administers. Praise God. Amen. There's something about administration in God. Amen. And that thing called administration is a work of is is a providential work of God. Something that He doesn't always see. So, so you find that the Scripture lays down things. Amen. But then how those things are administered to the soul, you can't go, you can't really lay it out. And you can't see it easily because it's an hidden work. And the Holy Spirit has the wisdom on how they administer things to souls. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Am I saying something? Yes, sir. Um, so I, I just sent something in my heart. Maybe the Lord just wants to deal with some things. Um, there's something about feeling, in f- the feeling of the spirit, that we've not, we've not uh, done too well with. Praise God, we've not done, done what? We've not done too well with the feeling of the spirit. By feeling, I mean yielding to be filled, availing ourselves to be what? Yielding to be filled with the Spirit. Every operation in God is Spirit, is spirit facilitated, is Spirit 
Holy Ghost is the one who, Holy Ghost is the transporter in God, in the realm of the spirit. He's the one who transports the soul from one place to another. He's the one who carries the soul from one experience to another. He's the one who brings the soul from one reality to another. So without Holy Spirit, there's nothing called movement in, for a soul in the realm of the spirit. Praise God. There's nothing called what? Movement of, for a soul in the realm of the spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, no soul can move in the spirit. How do you know revelation of scripture is not movement? Amen. Revelation is, from scripture is not what? It's not movement. That's not movement. Revelation of scripture is not movement at all. Knowing the scriptures is not movement. Praise God. At all. That's one of the dangers of learning, the, having the, the scripture. I'm not even saying later now. I'm even going further. To speak about the danger of having the scriptures, which is not just letter, but having even the scriptures by revelation, but not having the spirit. Learning the scriptures, but not learning the spirit, not, not yielding to the spirit, not mastering the spirit. Praise God. We, we all know uh, our daddy, our, our granddaddy in the Lord. Reverend Kenneth Hagin warned about this. This was his warning, his warning um, pretty much the last couple of years before he passed on and went to be with the Lord. This is just what he just kept warning about. He just kept warning about. Amen. In his ministry, he passed through different seasons. And towards the end of his ministry, there began to be a lot of manifestations of the Spirit. And, and of course, before then, the Lord had appeared to him decades before and told him, these are going to be the phases of your ministry. And if you're able to be faithful and fulfill your ministry well, and when you get to the final phase, this, these kind of things will begin to happen in your, minute, in your meetings. Praise God. And when he got to that point, those things began to happen. And some of those things are even captured on video, you see. Towards the end of his ministries, most times he couldn't really minister, stand to minister, just because of the, the presence of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. That was with him, or that was upon him, that was operational in his ministry. Praise God. Amen. And um, so, I, the prophecy, a lot of his prophe- prophecies and a lot of things that he began to say towards the end of his life, I I actually take them very seriously because I sense those things didn't just come from, it wasn't just him giving the word. I sense it was the spirit. It was the, it was the, those, those instructions were instructions from the dispensation of the spirit that he had broken into by decades of ministry. Praise God. So, and of course, you know, that every dispensation of the word leads to an outbreak of the spirit. So God, the word builds up and builds up and builds up until the spirit of that crowns that that dimension of the word begins to manifest. Amen. Amen. And that's what happened with him. So on that such atmosphere, most of the time, a lot of times he began to he began to give warnings, and those warnings were concerning people who might fall into the danger of not being faithful when it comes to the spirit. Amen. 
people who were, who will not be what faithful. faithful when it comes to what when it comes to the spirit and so and so uh Kenneth Hagin, you see his own his work what God used him to do in the body of Christ was very simple God just used him to create the bridge up from where the ministration of the power of God will will be able to enter into the church. So, which is of course word of righteousness. So, word of righteousness rides upon the back of the word of faith. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so, word of faith, um, that's what the Lord gave Hagin commission. God told him, go and teach my people faith. And so faith, of course, faith is an attitude in the spirit. It's something that a soul must be cultured in. It praise God um, before you before you move. You can't have righteousness without faith. Faith is the foundation for righteousness. Praise God. So you can't have word of righteousness without the word of faith. Even though the word of faith which it taught seemed wasn't the faith of the Son, but that faith was. Um, it seems as if the faith was geared towards natural things, provisions and all. But that faith was a lot more than that. You have to be able to travel to the DNA behind the faith in order to get what the essence of the faith is. If you look at what the faith is getting alone, you will, or let me not use the word DNA, you have to move, look at the spirit of the faith. And so that, 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 that in the towards the end of the ministry, it was that spirit that began to manifest at a high level. That's is that to me it is the spirit of faith. The spirit of faith is what began to manifest towards the end of Kenneth Higgins' ministry. And those instructions which he gave were from that the spirit of faith. Praise God. And so the spirit of God he said that what faith was just instructing that do not depart from the spirit do not just take the word amen are you see are you seeing how basic that instruction sounds take the do not take the word and leave the spirit that instruction he was talking to word of faith people praise god but you know how you know how valid that instruction is to us today do you know how valid it is that instruction is not just an instruction of the people who were back then and then you know, they, they left the spirit. They started going after prosperity and left it. No, no. That, that instruction is ageless. It's ageless because every move of God in a soul, praise God, Hallelujah. every move of God in a soul rides upon the, it will ride upon the pathway that the spirit has created. In that soul, and so if the if the spirit has only let's say you want to you want to access a hidden village, and then you have to be surrounded by a forest, you have to now begin to clear a pathway and clear a pathway and clear clear a pathway. Amen. Let's say you have resources, you want to get to that place. Praise God, and there is no way that vehicles can pass. You have to keep clearing and clearing until you get. If you clear and the way you clear and stop to. That's the point your resources will get to. There's nothing you can do. You can't move further than that point. Praise God. So the Holy Spirit is the one who creates the way for encounters with the Lord. 
if you are joining in God, you drop your life in the spirit. Life in the spirit, I mean your feeling. So what I'm saying, just very, I'm talking of basic. When I say feeling, don't say, I know some of us talk about feeling, feeling with knowledge. No. I'm talking about feeling of the spirit. Just, I'm talking about Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Just feeling of the spirit. Let's say you, see how, how simple that one sounds. So you can commonize it and say, wow, we are knowledge people, you know, <laughs> we have moved beyond just Pentecost and we are moving beyond. Praise God, but I want to tell you something. Take away Pentecost. Your life in the spirit has ended. You can't, you won't, you are not moving. You can be doing things, but you are not moving. You can't move anymore. The moment you subtract Pentecost from your spiritual experience. Amen. Do you know you can remove Pentecost, but Revelation is still coming of scriptures. Revelation of scripture can still be coming. You've removed Pentecost. Praise God. But you are still getting... Do you know what Pentecost is? Pentecost is something that is not something that you go and you partake of and go home. Pentecost is something you come and take and you carry Pentecost with you. As I supposed to be. Pentecost is something that you will carry for the journey. It's not something that you come and participate in. And then I have tasted of Pentecost, so then let's move on from Pentecost. If you ever move on from Pentecost, you are moving out of the arena of God. Praise the Lord. I, I, I hear what I'm saying. If you ever move on from what? From Pentecost, you are moving out of what? God himself is inside Pentecost. What I mean by that is that God himself is continuously drunk. God cannot spend a millisecond where he's not full of his ghost. He's not full. If a God spends a millisecond outside his ghost, creation will feel it. Things will happen. It's not possible. The Bible says that he actually wears his spirit like a garment. Amen. Amen. Even all of his kingdom, everything is where? Is in the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. The kingdom is where? The kingdom is where? Is in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So this is one place that um, Satan can cheat people, knowledge guys from. Satan can Satan one one of the things he will try to do is create a dis- disconnect. So you, you are maybe you, you start with the spirit, and you journey with the spirit to a level. Then after a while, you you do more scripture than spirit. You are not journeying. You are not allowed. You are not following the spirit to partake of the scripture. Then after a while, you now you will journey far and far. You now discover you have disconnected. From your from the flow that is carrying you, praise God. The journey of exploration in God is actually a journey that is this, it is spirit floated. It's a spirit that floats your movement in the things of God. The things of God are the things of the Spirit. It is what I say is this 
Uh huh. It is the spirit that floats your movement. Amen. What did I say? The Holy Spirit is the one who floats your movement, who carries your movement. So, if you have not, um, amen. amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so if you are not carrying on with the, 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 the feeling of the Spirit, you are not sensitive to that. Praise God. If you are not what? Sensitive to that. You know, you know Christians can be stubborn. Christians can be stubborn. Christians can be stubborn in the sense that God will tell you and you know. And we all know these things. So we know that we are supposed to not play with our fellowship with the Spirit. Praise God. But, but um, we, can, we can think, there's a way we can think that it doesn't matter. We can just, we will just, we will just, we will still do it anyway. Praise God. Or there's a way we can think that it's okay. I mean, as long as I'm hearing what revelation is coming, I'm listening to message things. Are, uh, amen. I'm okay. But you know that there's something wrong with your fellowship with the Spirit. Amen. amen. Praise God. Amen. Am, are you hearing me? Yes, you know there's something what? Wrong. There's something wrong with your fellowship with the Spirit, which is your ground zero. There's something wrong with your fellowship with the Spirit. Um, we, it's possible for someone not to pay enough attention to that or take notice and fix that. Praise God. Um, now, one of the things that can seduce a soul out of dependency of the Spirit are all the other things in God which the soul have begun to come into. Praise God. What I say? Yes. That the soul has begun to come into. One of the most dangerous things is knowledge. Knowing. Of course, knowledge is not, not real knowledge. Before knowledge becomes real knowledge, only the Holy Spirit is only the presence of the Spirit that can take anything you know in your mind and make it a real thing inside your soul. So when you have believers who are not rich in the Spirit, you have you begin to see bankruptcy of capacity of life. Amen. You see bankruptcy of what? Capacity. You see weaknesses. You see faults you see all kinds of praise god you see all kinds of things praise god things that um amen praise god now satan satan is is just he's just um he knows he knows too much (laughs) 
That's the problem. He knows what too much. So that's why um that's why if we are not very very careful with the way God has provisioned our journey we are always going to fall into his hands in every realm until we attain full salvation there are traps of satan everywhere in every realm until the soul has completely overcome there are all kinds of traps of the devil praise god now you see in a, in a, in among people who are not exposed to knowledge you see the, the trap satan is just is just ignorance Kind of just first of all, ignorance of the mind, right? Ignorance of what? Blindness of the mind, ignorance of the heart. Praise God. So he just puts a doorway, something to block the what? The mind. So if our gospel be veiled, is veiled to them who are perishing, who the God of this world has blinded what? The minds of them. So when he says gospel be veiled, he's talking about the gospel or the veiling. Veiling, Paul was speaking mainly about the scriptural, um, the ability to access scriptural light. He said that that thing can veil. Is the God also has put a veil over minds of people that believe not? That's one level. So you see, people who are still veiled in their minds, praise God. Um, you see, you also see weaknesses among them. So Satan will just see, you see weaknesses, all kinds of weaknesses of the flesh, all kinds of weaknesses. Praise God. But then when God has been able to, by, by mercy, uh, also activity of the spirits, began to give access to remove the veil. Of course, how do you remove the veil? Is when you turn the person towards Christ. Praise God. By the spirit, veil begins to be removed away. Amen. From the mind. They unveil the mind. Praise God. You now discover that there's another veil, which is tika. It's the veil of the heart. That veil is not just, it's not blindness. It's ignorance. Amen. It's a, it's a deeper, praise God. It's a, it's a deep, amen. Let's see. Um, praise God. It's a deeper kind of blindness. Than just the blindness of the mind. Amen. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 4, you see verse 18. Amen. Praise God. Verse 17 spoke first about vanity of their mind. It's also blindness. Right? Verse 17 says, Ephesians 4, 17. It says, This I say therefore, and testifying the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their word, of their mind. Vanity of their mind. What? Heals vanity of their mind, or vanity of the mind, is scriptures. Say scriptures. Scriptures. I'll tell you, that's, that's what scripture does. Scripture heals vanity of the mind. Because scripture, scripture is designed for mind. It's to get around, to arrange the mind. When you call about renewing of the mind, initially, scripture is written for mind. To, it's the first layer of work. That they need to do to to help the mind to remove vanity from the mind, because oftentimes you need first the mind to be dealt with to get to the heart. Praise God. So there's a deeper blindness of the heart. It's different from just vanity of the mind. Praise God. 
Uh, in verse 18, it says, Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. Are you seeing that? Through the ignorance that is in them. So, so, so let me tell you something. It's possible for somebody's, for somebody's mind to be open. Mind to be unveiled, but they still have, they are still aliens from God's life. That's just what they are, they are showing you here. Alien and, and removing weaknesses, infirmities from people. Just, on, just opening their mind alone doesn't deal with the fountain of weaknesses, of impurities in souls. It is what is, is inside their heart, is out of the heart, that's where issues flow. The reason why they, they deal with the, the mind is so you can access the heart. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's difficult to access the heart of any person when their mind has not been accessed. Are you see what I'm saying? That's the that is the secret behind the the doorway or the, the mechanism of scripture, the provision of scripture that God has given. Is the is scripture is the answer to the mind to unlock the mind, open the mind. Heal the mind from vanity. I ask, what is a vain mind? A vain mind is very simple. A vain mind is a mind that does not see scriptures. That's the definition of a vain mind. A vain mind is a mind that does not see the scriptures. A mind to which the scripture has not been unlocked to. Praise God. When scripture has been unlocked to a mind, the mind starts thinking differently. Praise God. The mind... That is a, a mind to which scripture has been unlocked to is hard to take that mind and the mind begin to rest in vanity. You find that because the scripture has been unlocked to that mind, the mind begins to now begin to use the light that the scripture gives. Praise God. What did I say? It begins to do what? It begins to use the light that the scripture does what? The scripture gives. Amen. 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 You know, but you know there's a limitation to scripture light. There are weaknesses that won't answer to just your light of scriptures. You must have what the Bible calls light of life. For you to heed to deal with certain things. So anybody who knows scripture but doesn't know life you will still have a lot of weaknesses and you will still have limitations in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? So if you know scriptures, but you don't know life, what teaches life? To teach life is, is also a deeper operation of the spirit. Amen. What I say, the teaching of life... Is a deeper what operation of the spirit, and to get to that realm of the instruction of life, you must be filled beyond the surface. Of course, you must be filled beyond initial Pentecost feeling. You must be filled more and more and more. You must be filled deeper, the the depth of your feeling or the height of your feeling. How filled you are will determine the depth of the experience you have in the revelatory experience a person has. Praise God. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let's read this Ephesians 4 again. Let's read that verse 18 now. It says that having the understanding darkened, are you seeing? Then being alienated from the life of God through ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, are you seeing? So they just see one don't only have vanity of the mind, which is blindness of the mind. They ha- also have what? The, they have the blindness of the heart. And that causes the alienation from the life of who? Of God. <clears throat> Makes them aliens of life of God. Amen. Amen. So, spirituality is in levels. Spirituality at every realm is in levels. Spirituality at where? And the devil doesn't bank on the surface. In other words, he didn't put his things in the surface. He put his things in the depth. So, if your, your level of dealings are on the surface... You don't have what it takes to reach his depths. And if you can't reach his depths, it means that you will always be you will always be overcome by his works, by what he has done. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you see, devil did things so so some people they are just he just have they have blindness of the mind. And he left them there. Of course, they, they don't even know, have any, they have no consciousness of any higher life to live. They don't know. A lot of things that we are awake to, they, don't, they are not awake to them. They are not awake to anything, heavenly calling, praise God, the calling of God in Christ, anything beyond this world, anything that has to do with building up spiritually, growing up spiritually, pursuing the things of God, Amen. Being built up into a spiritual house, they have no consciousness of that. They have, they are just low, below all of that. Anybody who doesn't know about those things has blindness of the mind. Their minds are blind. Another word for someone who has blindness of the mind is that they is that they can't, they don't see the scriptures. Praise God. That was, the, that was the first level of blindness which the Jews suffered. They, did not, they didn't see what? The scriptures. They, didn't, they, didn't see, they couldn't see the scriptures by revelation. I mean, I feel that every Jew in the the Jews that, that troubled Jesus are all Gentiles. In the order of New Testament. Do you get, are you getting the difference? Uh-huh. They are all Gentiles in what? In the order of the new word testament. So when it came to the law of Moses, they they were they were enlightened. Amen. Amen. The scribes and all those. But when it came to the law of the spirit, they are what? They have blindness of their mind. Jesus Christ said it that you know not the scriptures, nor the power. So the scripture are the two levels of things that a man should know. You know the scripture. Scripture handles the mind. The power deals with the ignorance of what? 
of the heart. So he told the Jews, you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. Praise the Lord. Now, so you knowing scripture is a start, but you can't stay at knowing scriptures. They come to a point where you have to move. And if you are faithful with the spirit, praise God. So are you seeing, I'm showing you guys something, that there's something that you should be doing beyond just revelation, knowing scriptures. Amen. Amen. That if you are faithful with the spirit, amen. Now, now, this is the realm, this other realm is beyond maybe just what a minister can give you. A minister can give you scriptures. But then, and then a minister then can also model uh, a manner of life to you. But in a, being able to read the manner of life, if all your movement, your dealing with the spirit is just at that level of scripture, you won't be able to, to see even the life that is being portrayed before you. You because of ignorance. So you can have brethren who are smart in their mind spiritually, but are ignorant in their heart. They will know scripture, but they won't know life. Why? Because of they are not faithful with the spirit. That's where you know people who are not faithful with the spirit. Because there are things you can never learn. You can, you can teach you all the scripture you want to know. But if you are disconnected in terms of spirit life, culture, you, you will just be in a place. You, you will never, there are things, some things you will never know. You will never come into. You will not have. You can't be able to, you won't have them because... You are not, you don't avail yourself to the secret talk. There's a secret conversation inside something that feeling breeds and it talks to you and it shows you. It is, is that, is that level that it is such people that read manner of life. Yeah. There are some people who know scripture, but they can't read anything. They can't, they, they just have no capacity to read anything. They don't read anything. <laughs> They can quote all the scripture today, but they can't read. They can't, something can be so plain in the spirit in terms of uh, the something that, in terms of the, the, the flow of the spirit, in, um, the flow of life, the expression of spiritual life can be glaring spiritually, but ignorance might be, might be too much in the heart. Are you getting what I'm trying to tell you? Amen. So, 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 um, and that part is hard to teach. You can't teach that thing. <laughs> so when you teach to a point, you've taught scriptures, and you, and maybe the best you can do is maybe just continue living, and then praying, and then what will happen? And then you trust the spirit of God if they are faithful with the spirit if we are faithful with the spirit what will happen we'll begin to learn 
will learn culture of the spirit. It's culture, the spirit culture that heals ignorance of the heart. Culture is a heart thing. In what culture? Praise God. Are you hear what I'm saying? In what culture is what? In what culture is a hard thing? Culture is a difficult, it's not, let me not say difficult. Culture is not something. Can anybody go and learn culture in school? Even though they say this is culture class, they can create, let's say, let's take the culture of Nigeria. Let's say the culture of the Niger Delta people. And we make it into a course in the university. And someone can go and go and learn it for five years. They will still have no clue about the culture. You will just why? Because culture is not something you, you that sits on paper. Culture is a heart. So you mean your heart must have touched somebody's heart in, that has that culture inside it. So if you want to learn culture, you must have go to that region, stay around the people, and praise God. You stay around the people for one month, you will learn more of culture. And someone that went to learn about Niger Delta culture. You get what I'm saying? But there are things that you can learn that if you need books and studying to learn. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? We're talking about two different levels of learning, of spiritual learning. Culturing of the heart, culturing of the mind. Culturing of the heart, culturing of the mind. They are not the same. They are two different levels of culturing. But one should open the door to the other. Praise God. But that door to, the, the, to connect the other level of, of, of training, of development, it is too secret. It takes only spirit. It takes, it's a private operation of the spirit that gets there. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do not be drunk with wine, but be what? But be filled with the Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with what? Be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Amen. So Satan did different things. There are people who just create blindness. It doesn't allow, there's no knowledge, no, no knowledge of scriptures. They cannot access knowledge of scriptures. Praise God. Now, knowledge of scripture is very important. Amen. Amen. Because spirit also uses scriptures to culture the heart. The light that is in the mind, Holy Ghost can use it and then begin to use it for culturing of the heart as well. So if the heart does if the mind doesn't have light, it's hard to culture the heart. They, they can do a little bit, a little bit, just a little. Amen. So if somebody doesn't have access to resources of scriptures, but they are faithful with the spirit, there will be hard culture at a level. 
just a little, just little hard culture will happen. It won't, it won't be a lot because of the resources which the scripture makes available. Amen. Are not there. Praise God. But then someone, for me, someone can have, Satan can now come and say, okay, when you, someone has gotten breakthrough into scriptures, then he now comes and says, okay, we have another work. That's another work of the devil. Amen. Amen. The, so when, when, and this is what happens, once you get breakthrough into scriptures, I'm, not, I would, I'm telling you, this is, if you want to ask me, what is Satan doing? I'll tell you, this is where Satan has gone to position. That's, like the, that's how they fight war. You create a front. By the time you see the defenses at that front, is get is becoming weak. All of a sudden, they will just sound the whistle. All the soldiers begin serious retreat. They begin to run back. Why are they running back? They are not giving up. They are going to going. They are falling back to a lower defense position, where they can what? They can regroup again. Are you seeing that? Yes. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so. And then the attacking um, people, as they are falling back, you have to now begin to restart it, re-prepare again for another word, assault. Amen. So by the time you've gotten breakthrough, God has gotten breakthrough into someone's mind. That's a serious breakthrough. To break through into a person's mind. Because the mind is a fortress. The mind is not an easy thing to break through. Into you know breaking through into the mind takes more than logic. Mind it takes spirit, because the kind of to have spiritual breakthrough into the mind, you need spirit to have breakthrough into the mind. Praise God. So when I'm saying scripture, I don't mean some logic. I mean I mean revelation, having access to your mind, the God having access to your mind by revelation. Well, you you can begin to now see, imagine someone being able to now see the scripture. You see, you know what Galatians is saying. You know what Ephesians is saying. You know what Colossians is saying, Philippians, you know all those things. By to revelations, you can see even the prophets and the, and the law. Are you still saying you know how to use them? You, your eyes have been opened. Scriptures have opened up to you. You're able to see Christ in the scripture. You're able to see God to a level, whatever level you can in the scripture. Amen. So scripture has opened up. Praise God. Amen. 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 Are you seeing that? So when that has happened, anybody that that has happened to, your warfare, the warfare that like you, you are fighting has changed. Now, of course, scripture, you don't, the old scripture doesn't open to you at once. It's also according to measures of the Spirit and infilling and then ability, the, the apostolic grace that is at work, maybe, that can also help the opening of scripture. Praise God. Yeah. But when that breakthrough has happened, the devil now makes sure that the heart is not cultured with the knowledge of Scripture or with the breakthrough into Scripture that the person has. Yes. You now find a lot of times Satan fights people who have act, 
hard breakthrough into the scripture. Where he goes to fight is their feeling, fellowship with the spirit. Because, you see, that spirit is the user of their breakthrough. He's the user of the scripture. He's the one who, is, he's the one who begins to use it to culture the heart, to mold a heart, a heart that embodies the life of the word. Amen. So, anybody who is having is in a season of scriptural breakthrough, which is what we are having by God's grace. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? With what we are having, God has blessed us with that. I, I mean us here in Ottawa. God has blessed us with spiritual breakthrough in terms of the scriptures. God has helped us with breakthrough. A lot of us, God has helped us with breakthrough in the scripture. But a lot of us, we, are, we need to now understand that the real work needs to start. Are you getting what I'm saying? The real work needs to what? We need to start real work. Real, real, real work. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, one of the things, I will just say some things that that I I just picked. Is that just in my heart? I will just say them. Amen. Amen. One of the things that happened to us here, especially here in Ottawa, is many of us got plenty of scripture breakthrough without even a lot of without some of us even have any holy ghost background some of us got born again into scriptural breakthrough many of us we just got born again because that is what is that's the spirit that is that was in the that's in the air that and, and like i was saying before it's not every move that's the same it's not every move that you get born again and then god waits some years after that, they now begin to open scripture little by little by little. It's not every time. God is not like that. Think different things can happen. God can say, okay, we're going to do this one first. We're going to facilitate this area for some reason. For some of us, it's so that, they, so that we can, they can easily keep us. For some of us, if they didn't open scripture to us at that early, if they had waited, we wouldn't have been able to stay. We wouldn't have been, maybe we wouldn't have been able to, we wouldn't be still born again. Some of us will not be born again anymore. We may have even lost our salvation because we won't have been able to, to stay. So they needed to quickly move us and open the mind quickly. Praise God. Are you get what I'm saying? Um, so, 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 I was saying so, so, so many of us did not even have a lot of foundation in the Holy Ghost. A lot of foundation of feeling. Culture mastering the enjoying the spirit feel some of us have never have never have only experienced being filled few times praise god what did i say experience being filled few times Amen. Amen. We are not we have not we are not moved into a realm of being filled as a continuous place of of staying, of dwelling, living in 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 fullness, unquote. 
living in a constant push into the waters of the spirit being constantly you know constantly floating being floated constantly daily in the spirit now one of the things with being born again but not having scriptural breakthrough is that you don't have too much else literally all you have is holy ghost so that's all you will be doing just holy ghost holy ghost holy ghost holy ghost you pray and pray and then you want to your field and you maintain being filled every day is a thing to you that's the, that's all of god you know you only have holy ghost you don't know anything so because of that by necessity that's that's all when, when you say praying, when you call a fellowship, communion, all that, we are the ones who do, who, when you say spending time with God, we know, okay, most of the time it has to do with revelation, knowledge, learning things and all that. Praise God. Amen. And which is awesome because, and, and you can't leave that because they've given you that. You can't run away from that. You can't go back. You can't say, okay, okay, God, now close my eyes now. Praise God. Or blind my mind again. Let me go back so I can enjoy Holy Ghost Then come and open it again. It doesn't work that way. When they open your eyes, your eyes have been opened. You are now a... When they open your... Anything they open your eye to, you become responsible for it. You are responsible to the measure of the truth that your mind has fellowship with. So you can't ignore it. Amen. But there is a danger, praise God, to not be wise with being holistic in your Christian experience and forget the fundamental which other things rides on, which is what? The fellowship of the spirit that constantly fills you. The fellowship of the spirit that does what? That constantly fills you. Constantly fills. You ought, to be, you ought to be an anomaly for you not to be filled with the Spirit. You ought to be constantly filled with the what? Constantly filled with the what? The Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. Kenny Hamasa. Okay, I want to ask you a question. What does filled, Manuel, describe what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit to me? Amen. Being filled with the Spirit means uh, a place of, uh, it's like communion, I would say. Okay, what does the communion look like? Communion in terms of it could be a general example is maybe a lot of praying or quiet time or just spending time with the spirit or just spending time with the word mm-hmm. or a lot of you know just praying and staying staying in a place for fellowship or just okay um yeah oh, praise God mm-hmm. continue more. Um, um, 
Shamahia no Sibratara Kapanahusias Enfrentano Espratanjana. Yeah, I'll just say it's more just it's a lot of communion and it's just like you know more it's just like praying and praying yes. and praying and praying and waiting maybe they they can be like a breakthrough. Okay. And um, you know, it's just it's just a it's just a um it's a it's just enjoying enjoying the is enjoying the activity of the or what the Holy Ghost is bringing or just really just staying on um, praise God thank you anybody else thank you so much praise God just describe I just describe it just description I'm looking for description description is good so amen because many people might be listening who are not used to what I'm talking about, right, in terms of experientially, so let's describe it, sorry, go ahead. Chapter 5 will say, speaking to yourselves in psalms and okay. hymns, okay. and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Okay, can you read that again? Speaking to yourselves uh-huh. in psalms uh-huh. and hymns, yes. and spiritual songs, okay. singing and making melody in your heart, in your heart to, the Lord. to the Lord, that is it. Praise God. Speaking to yourselves in psalms. In what? In hymns. In what? In spiritual songs. Uh huh. Singing. Singing. And making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Say, speaking. Speaking. To who? Who is yourself? Speaking to yourselves in psalms, in hymns, and in what? Spiritual songs. Spiritual songs. Singing. Mm. I love the word singing. Mm. Say singing. Singing. And making melody. Are these things practical? How, many, how much time do you spend in the day singing, making melody in your heart unto the Lord? Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Praise God. Now, anybody who is not doing this thing that they wrote here, you, how what else you are not fellowshipping with the spirit praise God you are not doing what you are not fellowshipping with the spirit you are not fellowshipping with the spirit you are not fellowshipping with what with the spirit melody in your heart Singing, making melody. Say melody. melody. As a Christian, you should not be without melody in your heart. There's a, if, if, if you check your heart, there's no melody there. You, are, you don't have melodies, then that's a sign that your fellowship, something is wrong with your fellowship. 
there's something wrong with your because singing what that singing singing is the singing is what by the time you have you've you've gotten to singing that is a time that to, to that's when fellowship has opened up when fellowship has opened up you begin to sing you begin to sing you don't start with singing and making melody you start with speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and and then what psalms hymns spiritual songs so psalms hymns and spiritual songs then singing and then making melody in what in your heart unto the lord praise god amen so they're talking about inward um praise god inward up felt communion so this thing you want to be you might think first is prayer no it's not prayer it's not prayer this is this thing is not what is not prayer praise god the the manifestation of being filled with the spirit is not praying in the spirit it's not only tongues alone When you are beginning to move into being filled, you will see it will turn into a song. Song is that is tongues that has melody with it. Tongues that has melody. If it has melody, it means that it is enjoyable. It means that there is a your heart has connected it. You've arrived at fellowship. You've arrived at communion. Are you hear what I'm saying? You've arrived at what? Communion. At communion, you've arrived at fellowship when it becomes a song in your heart. If it's not gotten to a song in your heart, you need to continue. This has nothing to do with whether you can sing or not. Oh man. And some of us think that because I am not I'm not musically um, inclined. So singing is not my thing. I just read scripture and pray. I, it's not true. Nobody is exempted from this. This is not has to do with whether you have a good voice or you don't have a good voice. Praise God. That word singing, praise God, singing now is also not only singing secretly inside your heart. You say, well, I, don't, I never sing, but I just in my heart there's a song. No. You singing and there's making melody in your heart. Singing means your, your tongue is involved. It's like somebody saying, I, I pray in the spirit, but I don't pray in the spirit out. I only pray inside my heart. You're not praying in the spirit. Your tongue must be involved in praying. Anytime feeling is involved, tongue must be involved. That's a sign that also that you're filled. It wells up on the inside and wells up and wells up with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Praise God. So tongues... By the time your tongue begins to flow, your tongue moving is a sign that it's flow, it has gotten to a level where it can flow out. So that's a sign of feel. Anything that does not, that does not flow out is not filled. Yeah, if I pour water into a cup, the sign that the cup is now full or has been filled is when it begins to pour out. Amen. So if your communion level is not pouring out, you are not filled. You can have some spirit. No, but that's not the criteria. You have to be filled. You must be filled every day. 
you must be filled every day. You must be filled everywhere, every day. And the sign you are filled every day is that it must be pouring out. Where does the overflow from within show? It's from your mouth. Your tongue begins to move. So it begins to move in singing. You begin to sing and you begin to what? Make melody in your heart. Any man who does not sing cannot really change. I'm, I'm saying some bulls plain statements. So, ah, so what do you mean? I, God doesn't work, work, God work differently with all of us. It's a lie. Nobody is special. These things are principles. They are, pri- they are principles. They are pri- principles. Amen. Amen. What did I say? These things are principles. They are, I'm showing you the scripture I'm showing you from now. But I, from experience too. I have known it also from experience too. I don't, I've never seen anybody who has changed. Who, did not, who, who, did not, who, who, who wasn't a singer. What I mean by that is singing. By change, I mean change from yourself. Become another person. Which is what the Holy Ghost wants to do to you. You can know scripture, but you are still the same person. I mean changing from you, who you are, to another person. Which is what God wants to do. Amen. So, so if you say, I don't sing, then you will stay who you are. If you are not singing, you will not move. Holy Ghost can't carry you. Amen. Amen. Holy Ghost can't what? Now, if you are not, when, when you don't sing, amen, when you're not sing, you can't, you don't switch. Because what makes, where you change is in the moments when you are absent. If you are never absent, you will never change. If you are always present, I mean present in time, consciousness, you can never change. It's in the time when you escape consciousness, they change you. But then you, you land back, another man has come. Another installation has come. They, they change you secretly when you don't know. Yeah. That's the power of singing. Thinking alone cannot make you change. Because to change, it must move you out of time. Out of consciousness. How many of you can... I've noticed that when you are singing, you lose sense of time. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. You know, you cannot sing and count time at the same time. It. it can never happen. You, by the time you start counting the time, you discover that you stop singing. Mm-hmm. Are you hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you say, okay, let's look at that thing now. There's no hand, there's no second hand there. <laughs> But if there was second hand, say, okay, let's be counting it and then be singing a song. You can't do those two things at the same time, really. It's hard. You can, unless you're just mumbling your mouth, but your, your heart is not involved in the song. There's something about a song. Amen. What I say, there's something about a song that takes you. A, a song carries you into itself, where it came from, where it's flowing from. It, songs are the facilitator of fellowship. Songs are the ones who are, are the ones who move men. You see, like we we're talking about the other time about journeyers, those who are journeying to worship. 
in, 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 in Zion, they journey with song. They call them songs of degree. They also call it songs of ascent, songs of climbing, songs of coming. They are the songs of the commas. So every comma journeys by singing, singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. What did I say? You have to be a singer. Praise God. Kemanahata. No, some people are too spiritual. They don't, they don't sing. Spirit, singing is not spiritual enough. You need to always be in the spirit. So even when worship is going on, you are always in the spirit. <laughs> Praise God. Is because I uh, you know what I mean by always in the spirit. Maybe meditating. They sing, How great thou art. Then you have to now meditate. How great, how great thou art. Oh, wow, you are very great. Mm. And the scripture and the verse, this verse, and this chapter, that verse talks about your greatness. And, and, and you are made. You know, that's not the time to, 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 to be thinking all that thing. It's time to sing. Mm-hmm. Amen. Are, are you getting what I'm trying to tell you? Satan, yeah, we have to talk explicitly about these things because Satan can cheat us. Satan can do what? Cheat Satan can cheat us. I was not. I'm not. I don't think I am not a natural singer. I'm not a natural singer. In terms of my, my disposition, my temperament, if you use that word, my own kind of person. I was not a singer. I'm the kind of person who just sit and I want to expre- experience it secretly. Nobody should even know what I'm thinking. Nobody should even know what is happening. I just want to do it secretly, just me and my hand and nothing. That's how I used to be. Until the, the Lord began to show me that no, you can't. They are, they are treasure. These things are these things are, are, you must pass through these doors if you are going to change. If you are going to inherit the spirit, you must learn to. Amen. Praise God. Am I saying something to you? Yes. Yeah, you know, sometimes one of the things that we deal with, maybe, I don't know, it's just somebody who is not used to the, the spiritual things. One of the first things you, you, you deal with is maybe your consciousness about maybe yourself. Maybe you are too personality conscious and all that. Maybe it's hard to... Maybe some things that are spiritual principles or culture are not aligned with your own person. So it's easy to leave those parts out. Praise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's easy to do what? Like some people are natural singers, they like singing. Even before they even got born again, they sing anything. They can turn anything into song. They just sing and sing and sing. Praise God. But the only problem is it's difficult to get them to be calm and meditate. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? That might be their own. So, but so when you are coming, when you are approaching spiritual things, you have to be able to Leave yourself. Know that you've come into a different world where things mean, things have their own significance. 
in themselves, irrespective of your own, your own personal disposition. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God. So they, there is no soul that they have a, a part, that you have a part towards change that does not involve singing, making melody in your heart unto the Lord. It is in that place of making melodies, sing. That's where they, that's where they interpret the you that the spirit is weaving. That's where they what they interpret the the the, the, the spiritual you that they are crafting that they want they want to bring forth. In in that place of communion, that's where they are giving birth to you afresh. They are, but if you don't you are not you don't expose your soul to that thing, you won't be changing. You won't be amen. There's something that this thing does when you're practicing it daily. You begin to see different expressions begin to come. Tongues. After a while, your tongue will begin to change. Your your, your expression in the spirit, amen, begins to and it happens naturally. You're not the one. You you can't do it. You can't frame yourself, but you must be submissive to and submit to the place. Of framing, which is the which is the incubator of the spirit, where you must constantly, daily be frequenting. It's in that incubator that's where they are making you. That's where they produce. That's where they will produce the spiritual Emmanuel. The Emmanuel, you know, you know, our some a, a huge part of our soul is what the world has produced. World, world frame you, and when the world frames you, it's framing you for its purposes. The world does not frame you for God. When the world is framing us, the world doesn't say, okay, God wants this guy to be this way in, this, in the future, so let's make him like this. No, the, the world is framing you according to the, your own, the portion of, of iniquity they want your soul to inherit. That's what they are framing. Amen. Satan uses spirits, your environment, through your disobedience, all kinds of things. Praise God. So, so there's nobody who is so who is also okay that when it comes to now finding your destiny in the spirit, that God can just use you the way you came. There's no you can't like nobody is framed. Praise God, rightly. To start when you are starting spiritually, you are not framed rightly. Amen. Amen. This is this message I'm preaching today is just a great deliverance. If anybody will hear me tonight. Praise God. They want to they want to break you us into into blessing, into blessedness in the spirit. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So 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 when you when you begin to re- get revelation, you must start singing them. Praise God. What did I say? As means that as your mind becomes begins to get enlightened, you should begin to sing your enlightenment. Take allow spirit to use it. Allow the Holy Ghost, praise God, to to take um to take you. Amen. And then begin to use what you have received to reculture the 
heart. Amen. Amen. Am I blessed? Are we blessed today? Yes. Right, let's read that Ephesians 5 again. Ephesians 5 verse 18. It says, And be not drunk with wine, right? Wherein is excess. But be what? Be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns, right? And then what? Spiritual songs. Singing and doing what? Singing and making melody. Singing and making melody. Say making melody. melody. Now what's the meaning of make? To make something. Praise God. To make something means you are you are working at it. Amen. You are doing what? You are working at it. You are you're you're making melody. You're making melody. Making melody. You're making melody. Singing and making melody. Where? Singing and making melody in your heart. Singing and making melody in your heart unto the Lord. Kamanista prano, fantani gesu preto fiedon, panizantano, kerenendis kama, kamion jeni kambro fabre engeno, seprenges estepano. Feniga oli hembo, senigere nostefien dardaza pasta pano, kala ondazai aimen tureva, karanas arlon gemjoin enjoin ijenjos, pandrin tiliensa, parandin si elveno cave.
Shibium Sing Hallelujah to the
There is fullness of joy. There is nothing, there is no one who compares with you. I take pleasure in worshiping. I take pleasure in worshiping. I take pleasure in worshiping you, Lord. Thank you. Down at your feet, oh Lord. Is the most high place in your presence, Lord? I see your face. I see your. Down at your feet, oh Lord, is the most I place in your presence, Lord. I see your face. I see your face. There is no, there is no. I am calling no greater honor than to bow and to kneel before.
Prantamara Bring us in, bring us in, bring us in, to the fellowship of the Spirit, of the Spirit, bring us in. Father, 
Thank you, Father. Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Father, we thank you tonight. We give you glory. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Father, we just pray you will help us to flow in your calling, your calling to be one with your spirit. Thank you, our Father. Grant grace to our souls as we push forward in you. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.